Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Another episode, another uh, round of games. Game round? I don't know what it's called in the World Cup. It has a name. I don't know. USA played today, and so we're here, and we're going to talk about it. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to kind of talk about the USA's whole tournament, because it's over. Mm. It's all done. Yeah. USA lose one goal to three against the Netherlands, uh, and we're going to... We're going to just debrief, I think, have a little, you know, just a little time together, uh, just commune. We need it. And um, and some yeah. just some togetherness is what we're aiming for, I think. Yep. Uh, Ryan Palmer's joining me from Portland. I I'm I'm in a tough place. I needed this pod tonight. Um, I'm glad that you guys are here uh, today to take my mind off off this loss. Um, I did some raking of leaves mm-hmm. nice. i hate i hate oh, the worst raking leaves hate it i will Did you have to put them in a bag i will shovel uh oh. so three three bags full and a uh compost bin that is the mm. size of you know like your garbage can full of that's leaves. a lot of leaves yeah and i only got a third of my yard done Jesus. uh i big felt trees. Uh, we got these big trees that drop a lot of leaves uh, I felt like Greg Burhalter against Louis Van Hall today. Uh, I was outmanned. I was outmatched. Uh, I was very tired. And tactically, <laughs> tactically, was, what was your approach? Come out with? Like I think a fork I just just kind of rake the <laughs> rake the leaves with a little fork. I did. I did have two rakes. I had one big, big rake, and I had a small rake so I could get the corners. One in each arm. And. Like- I Tactical just, flexibility employed by Palmer in the backyard. Edward, Smart. Edward, rake hands. <laughs> I was, I was outmatched. Pulling them behind a little driving or uh, riding lawnmower. I was yeah. outmatched yeah. today, guys, and it was windy. It was windy, so oh, I was fighting no. the wind too. It was just, oh, it was no. brutal. It was brutal. But sounds, sounds like you got outflanked. Job, job done. Uh, three points. We move on. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I got the three points. It was more Call of it a, a draw. Maybe yeah, a draw. It was a, a draw that felt like a loss. oh that's uh well i'm glad that it apparently took your mind off the game or maybe it just gave you an outlet to really process the game i did at one point uh i have changed the setting to our um doorbell camera recently to like record events um so like if someone walks up to the door it'll record it or whatever um and at one point, I climbed into the compost bin to smash down the leaves. And I thought to myself, if I fall out of this, I'm being recorded right now. So this could be this could be some pretty good content. <laughs> I'm impressed you got in there. That it crosses my mind every time, and I'm like, mm, no, that's no, not even. I, too old. I feel like shit. getting yep. in is one thing. Getting out, that's, yeah. that's where the danger lies. Yep. Palmer just jumped up and did like a little roll. Like <laughs> yeah. Landed, a, in, landed on, the on the side. On the, into yeah. more leaves. Yeah. Uh, Mike Samuelson's here in Minneapolis. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll get into the game, but I honestly, I just, I never felt that sad today. I don't know what it was. Uh, I felt a little bit sad. You know, you never want to go out in a tournament, but I just... Once, once the game started, once Pulisic missed that chance, I was just like, you know what? Not going to be our day. And then I came home, and my wife was using the baby as an air guitar. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
I, I'd qualify that as a pretty good day. That'll rescue any day. That's amazing. Good stuff. Where did you watch? Uh, I watched with Pod, Pod Affectionado, Affectionados, uh, Pearson, Burge, and J Row. Uh, very nice. Yep. That sounds amazing. I'm jealous. It was good. It was good. Pearson was uh was cooking up a little a lovely little breakfast, coffee, uh flapjacks, some mm. eggs, some bacon, some hash browns. I was Whoa, that's a full uh, breakfast. I know. I know. It was we great. A Minnesota a full Minnesota or what is a full English? It's like a full Minnesota. A full, yeah. full Minnesota. <laughs> that's the kind of breakfast that'll keep you warm in the winter. Yeah, and it was about five degrees outside today, so you needed that. Jeez. Oh, oh, Fuck that. Yeah, it was cold. It's a cold one. Colin is in the swamp. Uh, before we started recording, or maybe we had started recording, but before the podcast had started, uh, there was a reference to uh, time being a flat circle, which has reminded me of something my uh, son says now pretty frequently. Uh, you know, and it's going to be, I think I'm going to be bringing it up over and over in this podcast as we talk about the cycles of, you know, the U.S. men's national team and, and, and tournaments and things like that yep. uh you know he is pretty into dinosaurs as as most kids his age you know most boys his age and uh you know obviously the question comes up like why aren't there dinosaurs now it's like okay they all asking the they tough all questions died, they all went extinct yep and so you get into this this thing of okay there were dinos then there were mammals and now there are humans and yeah there's still mammals now but it was like for him, it's like there were dinos, then there were mammals, then there were humans. And then he just like the first time I'm telling him this, he just takes it from me and just goes. And then after the humans come the movie characters. And then after the movie characters, <laughs> it'll be dinos again. And then after dinos again, it's mammals again, humans again, movie characters again, <laughs> dinos again. And I'm like, he's like, I'm like, yeah, man, that's how it goes. That's it. Right. Circle that's of it. life. That's exactly circle of life. I don't have to explain anything else to you now. You've got it. No, I, movie no characters idea what your next. son is talking about, but I respect it. <laughs> movie characters. Uh, so back. when we all die, according to my son, he has no fear of this. He's just like, yeah, at some point we're all going to go extinct. Yeah. And then uh, Lightning McQueen's going to take over. <laughs> that's what I was going for. No, no problem. Cars. <laughs> it's all going to be a Pixar movie. Can't wait. That'd be great. Yeah. Exactly. Life will be great. It's just all. Stinky and dirty, and the, the whole gang, everybody <laughs> all at once. What? All, it's just it's DC and Marvel, but like it's, yeah, it's exactly. Disney Plus and Netflix. All of them are. All of them. Yep. All of them. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Uh, that does you know on a day like this that brings joy. Yeah. The idea that sometime he, likely in the not too distant future it's gonna be all. It's just gonna be all, TV characters, all, all movie characters, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> It's like, and I he now refers to it like as if it's as true as something I would have told him. <laughs> like it's, it is gospel truth. It is that is not a joke. That's yeah. scientific fact. Love it, man. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that's amazing. He's living in in Toonville and uh, <laughs> friend Roger Rabbit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't wait till he repeats that shit like in about third grade. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 teach. I got yeah, it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what's Have next. Have you seen Space Jam? That's where it's where it goes that way. <laughs> oh man. Except Michael Jordan's right. not walking through that door. <laughs> uh 
is this how bad we don't want to talk about the game? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, we got shoveling updates. We got public stairs. Uh, anything? Anything? Mike, you get that polk yet? No, mm, no. Good we're, question. We're a little light on the polk. A little light okay. on the polk over here. I did. Uh, I did get a new scarf. Nice. But that's that's a whole nother ball game. I've <laughs> I've DIYed a polk. If you want DIY instructions, I can probably dig them up for you. Sure. I mean, I probably won't Done. follow them, but it's, you know, it's better to have them than to not have them. It's pretty easy. It's mostly a sled with some rope. <laughs> oh, that does sound like it could be my level. Do you tie the rope around the, around the child? No, no. Around the you like weave it through the frame of the sled. Oh, okay. Yeah, you better send those instructions then. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> uh, USA 1, Netherlands 3. Let's start with the starting lineup. In comes Ferreira, who we haven't seen at all. Uh, I think the assumption is that, well, Sargent wasn't even in the game day squad, right? And he had been day to day. So Sargent was too injured to play. Ferreira comes in as the closest like for like, I guess. Is that the right interpretation, Mike? I mean, my interpretation of it was Haji Wright didn't play very well the previous game. Sergeant's out, and he wanted to put a striker in the striker spot. So, striker give you a lot of okay. other other options. Uh, yeah. And then Zimmerman's back in for CCV. Uh, Colin, any thoughts about that? I mean, I think it made sense, like on the face of it, uh, in that this is a game where we just, you know. We praise Zimmerman, or you guys praise Zimmerman. I missed the last podcast. It, even in the game where he he didn't play as much uh, for winning headballs, uh, if there was going to be a game where we were going to get put on the back foot like we were in 2014 or whatever, uh, and and be bunkered in for long periods, Zimmerman is the guy for that. He's you know that's his square peg square hole situation. So um, yeah, I think that's fine. And otherwise, we're unchanged. Um, Palmer, I forget if this was on the podcast or if we were shooting texts back and forth about this, but the idea of um, like running your first choice again and again and again, even as they're tired, that's essentially what we did here versus trying to rotate and get, you know, maybe get Aronson a start, get Geo a start, assuming he was healthy enough, et cetera. Uh, we, we, we sent the first choice back out on apparently kind of tired legs. I think it kind of looked that way. Do you... Do you agree with that? Do you think in the end that was a good idea or a bad idea? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, I guess the result speaks for itself yeah, in some ways. I mean, but. hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? And you can always <clears throat> double uh, whatever, uh, double guess whatever Burhalter was trying to do, right? Um, second guess. Second, second guess. guess is what I, you're looking for. Sorry, yeah. I'm tired. Um, it's been a day. It has been a day. Um, but I think that like, if you if you look at how things played out, we asked Tyler Adams to do to continue doing what he was doing, which was run more than anyone in the World Cup has run. Um, we asked uh, Jedi to continue to do what he was doing, and you know Mike mentioned this in the reaction pod against England, I think, um, and it was just that he had a motor on him, and those motors ran out today. Like you just you just saw it. Uh, Adams was beat on the first goal. 
Um, Jedi was beat, I think, on the second, maybe the third goal. Uh, Dest was definitely beat on the on the um, on, the, on the second. Second. Uh, you know, any day that we're we're asking Desk to do more defending than actually, you know, marauding forward is going to be a bad day for us anyway, right? Dest is not a great defender. Um, it just it was it was tough. I don't I don't know if any tactical changes were really made today, and I think that we talked about Greg from Wales to England to Iran made you know, great changes in the starting lineup or maybe small tweaks in the formation. And I just didn't see that today. And maybe that was because we didn't have the legs to do what Berhalter wanted us to do. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Netherlands, I mean, I'm not a tactical genius over here. I don't even really believe in tactics, but they clearly felt like there were opportunities to get the ball wide and cross the ball in. At least, you know, that's all three of their goals. We I think we spent last uh, reaction pod talking about how unsuccessful crossing was for us. They had three crosses that led to three goals. Um, and in each one, you know, different different players were caught asleep at the back post and different guys didn't do enough to get the, the cross stopped. But clearly it seems like the Netherlands saw something there. And, um, I yeah, mean, I mean, I... Can we can we talk about those crosses for a second though? Like each one of those crosses were end line and kind of back across the goal, yeah. right? Like almost like, like diagonally cross. cut back crosses. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of that this tournament and a lot of that ended with a ball rolling across the 18 to no one in particular. You know, so like I just, I don't know. I mean, we, well, we crossed I, the ball a ton. It, I think it's just, with the yeah. possible exception of the second goal, like the first goal and the third goal, there was absolutely no pressure on the crosses. Oh, yeah. Zero pressure. And they were, you know, they were good balls in for sure. The first one was a nice first-time cross. But if you take, like, good professional soccer players and you don't put any pressure on them, they're probably going to be able to pick someone out. And if you then also aren't marking in the box, you know, it's like you have to do a little defending against good soccer players. Otherwise, they're going to score on you. And to a certain extent, like how much of that is tactics versus tired legs versus guys switching off? You know, you can debate. Versus but. also like better level of competition. There were mistakes against Iran where they let us off the hook here and there. Um, I think you have to give credit to the opponents here at some point, too, that they didn't they did not let us off the hook here. They yeah. certainly didn't let us off the hook. And I think the other thing is just the experience to, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can say that being more clinical is thanks to experience because at some point, it, like expected goals tells us that no matter what shot you take, it's a roll of the dice at some level, whether you're more experienced or not. Right. Like I'm not sure that, uh, whoever scored their first goal, right. Depay. Uh, Depay. Depay is a better finisher, like a pure better finisher than Josh Sargent is. So I I, I might not say that... probably is. He probably uh, is. Come on. He's got a I, lot more goals. I, I'm not sure. I, 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 don't, I don't know for a fact, but... Because <laughs> Josh Sargent doesn't score goals for us. Yeah, I don't really yeah, know. We're out here saying every podcast, like he's not a goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I mean, fine. Maybe he is. But is he a better... Oh, doesn't matter. My point is, uh, you know, the... I think there is an element of experience here also in that like the U.S. actually came out and was on the front foot for five minutes or whatever. And postgame Burhalter pointed this out. Burhalter pointed this out as some like point where if Pulisic had put that one chance in early, it's a totally different game. And it's like grasping at straws a little bit to be like, yeah. we were good for five minutes. Right. But also the Netherlands were not shook by that. They were just right. like, it's fine. We have our game plan. They didn't adjust their game plan. They just went out and executed. And the first chance they got, they scored. Which, I mean, that you know, is good luck in some sense. But also, like, they weren't rattled. They were clearly not rattled at all by the, the stage. Well, and probably we were a little bit. Well, and I think first goal, the first goal that they scored in the 10th minute after Pulisic misses that, that opportunity. Yeah. They strung together what felt like 25 passes in a row. And they just, they moved us from side to side. Um, when they scored that, it felt like, oh God, this is going to be a long day. Like th- we're outclassed. And I think you said this when we were watching together. You just said clinical. And it was. Like it just, it just I- felt like we were, this was, we were, not going to be able to rise to this moment. I mean, it, like that was a great goal, but that was a hundred percent shadow soccer. Like we did yeah. not get a hand on them and don't get me wrong. Netherlands are a very good team, but are they good enough to pass circles around us like that? I mean, to me, what struck me is just the sort of naivety of us, the whole game. And you can, you know, chalk that up to youth or whatever playing against, I mean, the Dutch, I feel like more than any country are known as like the thinking man's or the thinking person's soccer nation. So they're, you know, smart team, well-drilled, whatever, technically very good. But like, I mean, in in that goal, we just didn't get a, a hand on them. Um, Tyler Adams gets, gets, you know, Memphis just jogs by him and he yeah. never gets goal side of Memphis. But maybe he shouldn't have because I think we were 3v2 or maybe even 3v1 in the box when Memphis scored. And... Yeah. No one, you know, no one steps up to mark the number nine on the opposing team. It's just like what frustrates me is that I don't think we gave them our best shot. And you can argue why that is. Is it because of fatigue or tactics or whatever? But I think why I didn't get mad so much watching this game is I just felt like we just felt so far off the pace. And that was a lot because of us. And a lot because of Netherlands being a good team, but I just really felt like the the, the guys didn't show up today across the board. Yeah, but for, I mean, I totally agree with your point that I wasn't actually that disappointed because it wasn't like we deserved more out of the game. We we weren't robbed. It wasn't frustrating in the sense that it should have been better. The way we played was just it wasn't up to it. Um, it's hard for me to actually blame the guys though i mean they're just i don't know they've been they've played three games basically the same group uh they've worked hard a lot of these guys are like the top runners in the whole world cup yeah uh they're just gassed i think no and, i, I totally you know, they came out and gave it their heart and you know you missing your marks is like a fatigue thing too that's not just yeah like meant you can be mentally fatigued as well yeah. right so and uh, i mean we know tyler adams is going to track a player 
if he's at his best, right? Like that's the one thing he's going to do. So obviously something wasn't going on there. You know, I'm not going to say stand here and be like, Oh, this is Tyler Adams fault. A hundred percent. Like it was just, a, I, I think the guys, I like the whole, the whole team from the players to the coaches, just nobody showed up today. So actually I want to go yeah. back to something Colin, you it, said, you, you know, one sec, it, you know, the game, it really reminded me of, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, Mike is, uh, Copa America Centenario, we beat, uh, who did we beat? A South American team in a knockout round, and then the next round we played Argentina. And we, they smashed us 4-0. And it was like the first time we'd beaten a, a South American team in a knockout game. I think it was Paraguay, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and, uh, and then when we played Argentina, Messi's peak of his powers, they just walked all over us. And it was just like, okay, yeah, we're not that level yet. And and that's how I felt about this. This seems just not at this level yet, uh, and and especially like you're saying, not to the depth. We don't have the depth, so um, these guys had to extend themselves and, and play game after game in this compressed World Cup. We beat Ecuador two to one on goals from Dempsey and Zardes. But yeah, I think that's right. Paraguay was in the group stage, I guess. Yeah. Um, Colin, you commented, I think that, what did you comment? I had a nice little question for you. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. It's a long day. It's been a long day. Um, oh, that you were like, at some point we have to give the Netherlands credit. How much, I mean, expand on that. What do we have to give them credit for? How much of this actually is due to the Netherlands and not just due to like tired legs? Uh, and, you know, on our best day, could we actually square up to them? Or you think they're just, they're actually better? No, I think on our best day, we can absolutely square up to them. I think they're, uh, you know, talent-wise on the level of a team like England. And we, we England probably had a bad day when we played them. And, and you know, I, I feel like our draw with them was, we were the team more likely to win that. And probably both sides felt like a draw is fair. We could do that with the Netherlands, absolutely, right? Um, but... Also, like, and I always kind of wanted to make this point later because I know we'll talk about the fact, like, Gio and him not playing, but, like, Matthias De Ligt, I don't know how you pronounce his name. You know, I'm not good with the names, but uh, he sits on the bench for them, and he's a, a player who has twice moved in the last, you know, three years to super clubs for more than 60 million euros or whatever, right? Like, he's an extremely valuable and high level player and he sits on the bench for them. Yeah. Uh so like that's the level of uh, of of competition or talent we're talking about here. It, it's not like Wales, Iran, uh these kind of teams who we can feel like yeah, okay, we should be able to, you know, this new generation of players is exciting and and blah 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 and we have some guys who can really play now and we should be able to hang. It's like no, this is still uh a team that's has as legitimate designs on on winning the World Cup, and so being played off the field by them or, or having them be a level above us is no surprise. Mm-hmm. It should it should not surprise us at all. We should not think that our level of talent, starting fucking Jesus Ferreira, should <laughs> you know be winning the World Cup or, or playing at this level. Like, no way. I mean, yeah. do you, uh, so do you feel so like? Um... I think there's going to be a lot of think pieces about 
uh, roster choices and you're already seeing it on Twitter and um, would you have felt more confident if Pepe was, was in there? Like, um, I would have felt more like we had a, he would be better at, at taking the one chance that might fall to him. Okay. I don't think one really felt to Ferreira yeah. today, yeah. but like the one fell to, uh, Christian, you know, in the first five minutes there or whatever, which uh, by the way, I don't think that was like, I think he's going to get some think pieces or some pieces at least where it's like, Oh, it's all his fault. Yeah. If he scores, that's a different game. Yeah. That's not true he, though. I think on the replay of that, it's a tough, it's a tough ball actually. Cause it's, it's like this bouncing ball coming across his body and he actually gets good, like purchase on it. So like yeah. he, he hits the ball decently. Goalkeeper makes a great he just save. Hits it a little too close. Yeah. He hits it a little too close to the keeper. Yeah, it's because it's it's fine, um, but you know, in another world, it bounces at a different point, or you know, hops over the keeper, or whatever, and he scores, and it's a different game. Maybe but, when the world is full of movie stars, yeah, when movie characters, <laughs> movie characters, yeah. that ball yeah, goes. Bugs in. Bunny is not making that save. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if I I like Pepe better uh, as a as the guy who you know gets the one chance and you're going to bet on somebody to, to finish it. But it's, it's not the difference in this game, but yeah, like right. no fucking way. It's the uh, difference in this game. But that's kind of what I'm, what I'm saying in terms of like the point that you're trying to make, right? Like Delit is coming off of, off of the bench in the 90 plus third, three minute for Ake who can barely get time at city right now. Right. Like that's, um, they have an embarrassment of riches and, we're trying to slot in Jesus Ferreira, and then we're going to have debates on whether or not Ricardo Pepe versus yeah. Ferreira would have been a better and choice, right? I, and and part got, of that for me, I don't even... I mean, it matters, obviously, for this tournament, but it's not like any of them are so clearly a snub that it's like a travesty, right? They're all, they're all roughly at the same level. Maybe they do different things, but the, right. the pool is not deep or... And Wide. yeah, I mean, I people are complaining. People are complaining about like unused subs in this tournament. Where like Aaron Long, Joe Scally, uh, we saw Rodon. You know, like it's just I. I'm agreeing with Colin is that it's just you know we were outclassed today, and um, it just it felt like it, especially after that first goal. It just felt yeah. like yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll push back a little like. Netherlands definitely a class or two above us talent wise, but also like you still got to show up and play the game. Right. I mean, if, if we're just doing everything on paper, like we can just sim the world cup and we don't even have to go to Qatar. Right. So we've shown that that's not true. Right. Germany's out. Belgium's out. Uruguay's out. Yeah. Right. So the the best teams can lose. Right. And, and, and they have, um, what, what frustrates me. And I mean, we, we can go back to roster construction. I guess I guess I'm taking us there. But like we we started these these three center midfielders every game. They they definitely look fatigued after the last game. And then you kind of look at your bench. Um who who could go in there to to do a job? And and there's maybe Acosta, but he's really not the same profile in terms of his ability to cover ground as any of these guys. Um and then you've got Roldan. He he was never really going to play. He's like a, a vibes guy, a, you know, a player coach. You've got De La Torre who seems like he's maybe injured. And so to me, it's like, 
again, if if you're going to pick, you know, if you're going to have a team that's based around a, a super engine midfield, which is good, those MMA guys are awesome, but can they realistically play four games, like, you know, close to 90 minutes each game and be effective? Like, I don't think so. So, again, it goes back to me to roster construction and saying, did we really put together a thoughtful roster that could compete after the group stage? I don't really think we did. I think it kind of speaks to Borgerhalter really saying, like, I just want to get out of the group and we'll worry yeah. about all that stuff later. Is that is that a man management kind of thing, though? Is that a management thing? Like, uh, was there opportunities to give Tyler Adams and Musa and um, – I mean, McKinney, I mean, McKinney, certainly McKinney was McKinney was getting yeah, rest. He, right? he, he was he wasn't fully fit though. I think was the thing. Right, I but mean, like I, I think there is opportunity if you uh, hold your lead against Wales yeah. or you get your goal against England, and then yep. Iran becomes less of a must win or not a must win at all. And then right, like it's fine margins between being super fatigued coming out of the group and getting to rotate in the third game. Yeah, and that. Uh, and I'm not blaming the players necessarily for that, but it's kind of a, um, I don't know. It's fine. Mar- ma- it's fine margins and it's game management yeah. type stuff. And the players obviously are the ones implementing that on the field, but also just the setup and the, the whatever else. I mean, we had a last minute free kick against England that we didn't send everyone up to try to go for that win. Right. Yeah. Like, if we do, the Iran game is very different and we're fresher coming into our knockout stage. So, And, and I think at the end of this game, you saw like we were not pushing really at the end. I think because we were just too tired. And that was part of why it was like a, it was a, it was kind of an easy loss to take. You're like, all right, we're just not, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we should just say a few things about the game, I guess. Daily Blind gets there second to make it 2-0 just but like 30 seconds before halftime. Just terrible timing. Back that ended the game. Absolutely. That lost the game. Yeah. Um, and as I think Palmer said, it's the same kind of cutback cross. Uh, he doesn't get picked up by Dest. Like yeah. Dest, Dest, yeah. Literally hands on, hands hips, on hips as as Blind runs past yeah. him and finishes. I feel like someone was talking about Dest not being a good defender on crosses last pod. I did. I did. Was it? No, it was me, Palmer. It was you. Oh, I just said that Dest is. I said that Dest is not a good defender. Period. Period. Like yeah. you could throw a cross in there too. That's fine. Dest is not a good defender. <laughs> I think he's actually a pretty good one-on-one defender when he can like really focus in and just prove himself. I, I, I he gets bullied sometimes. Yeah, system sometimes system but. defender, not so much. Uh, Haji Wright comes in and he's. Scores, did he mean it? Uh, <laughs> Classic, did he mean it? This is such a good, did he mean it? 100% he made it. Are you kidding me? He works on Strikers that. Strikers finish. Yeah. Fox in the box, uh, baby. This was after he missed his uh, Pulisic moment, though, right? Where he gets oh, played God, in by yeah. the defense. Yeah. Takes a massive touch around the keeper and then, like, Try actually tries to pass it into the goal when he needed to shoot, and it just gets cleared off the line by. Defender. I mean, it's just the first touch. Yeah. Like it's, once, uh, once the first once touch, the first touch really goes, takes you so wide. Yeah. That's that's the perfect. Like, yeah, I think. What did we? I'd rather have Pepe there. I think Pepe actually maybe takes that first time. Just takes it first time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What yeah, did I mean, we? Uh, knowing, what did we say that? Mo. Uh, I think Dan, you may have said this that. Um, Haji Wright was taking it to the corner like he should have done in the previous game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oof. 
nice. and then just a few minutes later, so oh, Haji Wright does end up scoring on the <laughs> did he mean it? Uh, but a few yeah. minutes later, we had five minutes of hope, and then Dumfries, who <sighs> was phenomenal all game, just tore us apart down the flank. Uh, Dumfries gets the third, and that kind of iced it. Uh, and it never really got interesting after that. Even Jordan Morris couldn't make it interesting. <laughs> the, the third goal was so frustrating because if you look at the replay, Turner is just yelling and pointing at Dumfries, being like, yo, there's a dude wide open on the back post, and nobody goes to mark him. And oh, Yeah, and it's and it's Tim Ream and uh, Jedi who have been good yeah, yeah. and you know and then they're we, pointing we at each point. other yeah and we made a point that they play club together and the whole thing and it's like that's the communication breakdown it's pretty it's yeah, yeah. disappointing it is, like it's wild that you know as part of the goalkeeper union i feel like uh when i did play the first thing that came out of my mouth at any point a team was coming into our final third i would just yell check the back post hey back shoulder right like as a goalkeeper it was always just like hey far post back shoulder and, yeah. back shoulder back shoulder it didn't even matter if there was anyone over there i would just yell hey look at the far post <laughs> check it's it just like the chatter it's just the <laughs> yeah, chatter right some, ba- some baseball chirping so i'm wondering <laughs> if if uh turner has said that so much that they were like there's no one there it, yeah, yeah whatever crying <laughs> wolf again this guy's not making a run. No way. But it's just, it's, it's feels like it's such like, I mean, we talked about fatigue, right? Like that's, uh, yeah. it feels yeah, it's like the it's just fatigue. guys fall, yeah. it's, asleep. Right. And it's just like, that is the one thing that you should look at every single time is just look at that back post, right? Cause that's going to be the target. And they, I mean, their backs were turned to it. It was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, after the game, Van Hall was asked about the the tactical approach or something like that. And this quote got pulled out on Twitter. He said, the Team USA didn't adjust. They didn't adapt. We based our technical plan on that. And that quote alone sounds like an absolute takedown of Burhalter. The full quote, I just found this, so I'm interested in reactions. Uh, he was asked, how will other teams be viewing you go forward? And he says... Well, actually, the stronger countries, they will be less likely to adjust their system. And Team USA didn't adjust and they didn't adapt. And that will probably also be true of France, Argentina and Spain uh, when and if we face them. Right. So the quote that was cut out sounded like he was just crushing Bullhalter. But I think actually he's praising us for playing like a big country. So he's so he's basically is he basically saying that like, um, Burhalter was just going to go toe to toe with us and not try to do yeah. anything. He wasn't going to be Australia versus Argentina. He was exactly. going to be right. USA exactly. versus Netherlands and we're going to go toe to toe and and like, USA versus England. Yeah, right. Right? We we totally did that. And and that was kind of the point I was I was so happy about after that game was that Klinsman for all his bluster said he was going to do that and never and we never did in those big games. And Obviously, there's a reason why you don't do it. It's it's a, you know pragmatic to be Australia. We saw that in the Australia game, they had you know much more success than you would have expected them to have given yeah. the, the talent level. Right. Um, but you know if you want to be one of the big boys, you got to probably 
have your own style and, and have a way you play. Mine got to start playing like it. You got to walk the walk the walk. Yeah, at some point. My, my interpretation of this was like maybe slightly different. I saw it. I mean, Van Hall we know is a guy with like a big ego, and so yeah. I read it as him saying, "Yeah, these guy they didn't adjust to us. We adjusted to them, and we made them look stupid, kind of." Because I think I don't know if their tactic was to just sit back because they got that goal so early and then they were obviously going to sit back. But kind of before they had that goal, like we had more of the ball. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm any team playing the U.S., doesn't matter how good I am, and that's maybe I'm like France or something. I'm just going to say, yeah, take the ball and we'll just hit you on the counter. You're not going to break us down and we'll just beat you on the counter. And I don't know if that's the way the Netherlands set up or it just kind of happened that way. Um, but m- my view of this game was like massive out coaching from Van Hall compared to Berhalter. I did. I read a tactical breakdown that pointed out that they, they essentially invited our center backs to try to play long balls by cutting out the center back to outside back, uh, distribution using their two forwards wide in defense to split. And then they man-marked our three in the middle to take those three away because they identified that that was the strength of our team. And then just invited Reem and Zimmerman to try to figure out what to do with the ball. And that usually ended up meaning going to the corners. And they had also identified, just like we've been complaining about, everyone has, that we're crossing the ball a lot and it's not coming of anything. So we'll let them have that. Um, so tactically, it seems like they set up to like, Take away our biggest threat, which was our marauding uh, outside backs, but then also accept our apparent willingness to just play terrible crosses. Continue to play <laughs> But crosses. that's not, I mean, that's not like in-game adjustment type stuff. That's just like, well, we're going to set up. That's kind of the experience thing I think I was trying to talk about is like, well, we just know how to manage these guys. It's no problem. It's like, it's like when you go and play your, uh, your alumni game against the high school team and they're obviously fitter than you. They're running harder. But like, how often does the high school team beat the alumni team? I feel like it's actually not that often, right? right? The old guys are just like, look, I'll just sit back. I'll nod these headers away. I'll let you run out of bounds. We know the ball can work harder than like, it was just the same kind of thing to me. It's like, we've got our, we're fine. You guys can run hard. That's fine. Just, we have our way. You can't play through us. And I think that's the tactical bit that, um, that works so well. They did I mean, have a tactic against us, but it wasn't in-game changes. Yeah. But the, uh, in terms of the tactics, I think I saw a stat about the number of the U S has hit the most crosses of any team in the world cup, this tournament ever, uh, maybe? just, uh, no, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, of all participating teams, um, and nothing comes of it, right? We've scored two goals this tournament, uh, three goals, um, and nothing comes of those crosses. So I Van Hall saying, like, we're just going to let them do that. They didn't adjust. Um, they're, for some reason, they are just absolutely committed to hitting crosses and not finish. Let's let them hit crosses. But then, I mean, they also took away our midfield. Yeah. And then it's not like we have other options. Wh- who are you going to bring off the say. bench, right? They right. were just like, uh, yeah. we can just manage these guys. It's no yeah. problem. Yeah. Um. All right. Colin, you have not been forced to do uh, 
ratings with Get over-unders. Em. Get them. So you got to do it. It's your turn. Oh, I want to go through these fast. There's two, uh, you know, this is. Okay. Well, we can do it fast. <laughs> I'm, Matt I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to, I, I will very quickly give you the under on every single one of your ratings. This is, uh, <laughs> let's do for the game. This is for the game, not the tournament. For the game. Matt Turner. Five. Agreed. Push. He had a couple nice saves over. Yeah, I give him. I think he was too. man of the match. F- yeah, maybe, faultless on all of those goals. Faultless on all the goals. But you can't give. You give up three goals. You're just not going to get a good rating as a yeah. keeper. Sorry. I can't be mad about this anti-grade inflation stance when we come. I, I, it's a I strong agreed. start. Push. Give him a push. Dust. Under. I don't Two. care what you tell me. Two. Under. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Man, Dust. Des looked like a guy today. I mean, he he always kind of plays this, this way, but he looked like a guy who was really out there to score a goal on Holland. And yep. it wasn't happening. He had a couple of little chances that just yeah. didn't come off. Yeah, yeah. Zimmerman. Four. Under. <laughs> Why? Why under for, for him? Yeah. I'm, I told you I'm giving everybody under that. Like Mike <laughs> said, we we just did not come to play. It was everyone was terrible. Man. I mean, marking you like as a center back, you have to do better about being able to tell your guys where to be. We Mike talked about how uh, the the first goal looked like it was maybe a miscommunication on who was stepping up and who was getting whom. I don't know who the other person would have been to to step up, but I'm blaming my center back on on lack of organization yeah i think that's a little harsh the first one's on adams the second one's on dust and the third one is on jedi and reem like actually zimmerman's probably the one that could get away yeah, i with. think he's gonna get the best i yeah. think he's gonna get the best rating across the back line yeah reem two i'll give you a push fine <laughs> yeah that third goal was bad but it also didn't really matter i don't think I mean it mattered if it's two one. <laughs> if it's two one, we have a chance. Three one, uh, there's like hope. zero chance we're gonna we have a chance. We had hope. Uh, yeah. You play to win the game. <laughs> Jedi. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, he was really bad today. He was really bad. He was cloggy. He was real cloggy. Some big touches. Musa. Mm, five. Wow. Under. I'll take the under. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think. I think in this game, I'm rating a lot of these guys on like big moments, uh, probably. And he, he, he was not to blame for a lot of, you know, the big moments in the game. I I think the the first goal, he's a guy who's kind of. Just marking space. But again, yeah, that's fair. along with the other 10 players on the field. <laughs> uh, I thought this was probably his worst game of the tournament. He just, he didn't seem to yeah. get on the, like, do much. He didn't, when he did have chances, he kind of ran into people and didn't do anything with the ball as he turned. Uh, not, not his best day. Tyler Adams. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels so wrong to, to give Tyler Adams bad bad grades, you know? 
you gotta do it though. I don't I, I don't wanna grade him on the on the the tournament or whatever, give him a lifetime achievement award though. So yeah. Four. No, yeah, that's fair. I'll push. Not Wes. great. Tired legs. McKinney. Uh yeah. Five maybe? Four? Five. I'll take him Fine, five. Finally got on the end of a header or uh, at the end of a corner. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking the under. He missed another chance that would have changed some things. I think Gio played him a ball. I know it was I know it was a difficult <laughs> shot. Hard, I know it's very it was harsh. Difficult. Oh yeah. Very harsh. I, but like it is harsh, but like he's there to score goals for us too, you know? Like I just um and he didn't do totally that. Agree. Like it just he had a chance I mean, against it, England and didn't if, finish it. Like if if we're relying on West to score goals from twenty yards out, like we're just not going to win games. He well, we're relying on out. some combination of players. Nineteen that are yards not out, a striker. I mean, he was he was at the top of the box. Anyway, Tim Weah. Uh not that bad actually. Um, six. Whoa, man of the match. I'll give you a push. I was sad to see him come off. He came off yeah. pretty early, too. He was one of the first subs. 67th minute. Uh, he hit that one that he hit really oh, hard. He, yep. hit that, he hit that with the big stick. Freaking crushed that ball. Ferreira. <sighs> no rating out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Did he? No rating. He didn't touch the ball. 45 minutes, not enough to rate him on. <laughs> yeah. God, so bad. Uh, actually, I did want to ask about that. Geo came in and barely touched the ball either. To me, that actually probably says that it may not have been much of Ferreira's fault. It was just, there was no service, no play into that central striker position. Uh, so, you know, maybe embarrassing and tough for Ferreira to get subbed at halftime. Cause it's not like Geo made an impression either. Yeah. yeah, but Gio had a couple where like he, he picked it up on the wing or he kind of like got the ball in other spaces and then did create little i'm not gonna say like full-on chances i don't, I don't want to you know like chances created as a stat i'm not sure yeah, he yeah, got any yeah. of those but uh you know he, he he gave some bright spots yeah um so he certainly did more than than ferrera did mm-hmm. um so. yeah i mean he, he got on the ball at least which is like you said colin more than more than ferrera would say i mean according to sofa score geo had 40 touches Ferrer had 25 so he had a third more touches. Okay. But I, I do agree with you, Dan, that it's it's hard it feels really hard to rate our strikers when it seems like they're all doing poorly. And I don't think it's just because our strikers are shit, you know? I think that they're not being set up to succeed. Yeah. I mean I think that's a, a symptom of like the bad crossing, uh maybe the bad like game plan in that area. But I also think it's like something with this team and uh this is I would have, maybe we can get into it now, but like, I think something that we need to figure out in the next four years is the fact that Wea, Pulisic, and Reyna are probably all three guys who want to be in the lineup. You think they're all really good, but they all have that same thing we complain about with Pulisic. They all want to run at people. They all take the touch a little bit too long. Uh, You know, that they kind of have that same, I don't know who they are or something like that. 
whereas Aronson is like a completely fucking different dude. Um, and I think we need to have more variety there. And I think that contributes to the like inability of the front four to, to link up as well as they should at sometimes. Yeah, I think more variety is good, but I'm also not too upset to have three those three guys because the uh you won't have all three in form oh, or in yeah. you know healthy or whatever. Like it doesn't actually upset me to have all three of them, but yeah. no, I want to add to it. It's like right? having it's like having Delict on the bench for the yeah, Netherlands. Right, exactly. Sure. I'm happy to rotate yeah. those guys and let them all be like for like or you know roughly blah blah blah. Yeah. Pulisic. Actually decent for me, um, especially coming off like an injury kind of game. Like you think he might not play. Um, I'll give him a solid seven because he got a, an assist. He had an assist, yeah. I'll give a push. Michael Mike just refuses to silently grade. staring uh, at the Zoom call. No, I mean, I, I think he actually was pretty good. Like this might have weirdly been his best game. I think – when we were down in the second half, he seemed the guy most likely to do something. I mean, he won some fouls and had some had some nice dribbles, but um, I mean, I'd still give him the under on a seven. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we've got to go through all these subs. Uh, the interesting it's ones are right. probably Aronson. I I can't grade Aronson. Very it's quiet like, today. You know, I, I I have to dismiss or like uh, recluse myself. <laughs> <laughs> conflict, conflict of interest a, John Anthony Brooks yeah conflict yeah. of interest alright well then Haji right 10 10 out of 10 Got that finishes scored a goal yeah. amazing world goal. class world class Definitely goal meant absolute it. worldy yeah it'll be a great 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 photo to go in his we were talking the, about uh, while I was watching the game talking about like photos in players libraries and it just Really made me giggle to think of these players having libraries in their homes and low. <laughs> <in them. laughs> they don't read. Oh wait, didn't in their gaming room? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I forget if it was Pulisic or it might have been McKinney. Pre-tournament, there was an interview where you he was McKinney like, reads Harry "Yeah, Potter. Get, yeah." He was like, "I got into reading. It really helps me like settle down." That's like that me is... too, man. Fucking love reading. <laughs> So what a great, what a great the idea of Weston McKinney. After this reading, podcast, I'm gonna go read. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Yeah, go you gotta settle book. down. You and Wes. Just, <laughs> I, I bet you and Wes don't read the same stuff. You never know. Can you if can you get him in a book club and then like send random text messages to me about book club that, that would I don't be, have visibility to? That would be incredible if we could get Wes in our book club. I'll, I'll do it. I'll put out a feeler. All right, um, Colin, the entire tournament now, the team grade from one to ten. Ooh, eight and a half. Woo, boy, that's big. Like, that's a like, that's a big number. I feel like that's pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I didn't pick us to get out of the group. Yeah, I think. You maybe all you guys did, and I think that kind of reflects maybe the actual percentage chance we had to get out of the group was maybe maybe it was above fifty percent, but not by a lot, not by a lot. Uh, and uh, I think we not only got out of the group, but we did so 
in better style than we have many times when we've gotten out of the group. Mm. We didn't lose a game. Mm -hmm. We played toe-to-toe with a, whatever, world power kind of nation. One of these Netherlands, England, France, Spain type, which we really just never do or haven't done in years and years. Like, I can't remember the last time we really did that um, in a in a uh, competitive match, right? In a friendly, sure. Um, so that's that's just really promising to me. As as like when you're thinking, okay, yeah, there are flaws still, sure, but you're thinking about this roster or these guys as you know, you know, it's kind of like it goes almost back to like what Dan said about like uh. I, and you originally said this, I think about us missing the Olympics, but like as a fan, I just want to, I, I want to be in big tournaments. I just want to be excited. I want, you know, have to have something to cheer. Yeah, for. Just live that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and playing toe to toe with England is something we haven't really done. And it gives me something to cheer for. And it makes me excited for the next four years. Like four years ago, we were the opposite of that for the, like we were thinking, holy fuck, we suck so bad. We can't beat Trinidad. And so to get to here, I think is is really good. It's a lot of progress. Mike over under eight point five. Oh, no way he takes the over on that. <laughs> yeah, this, that's a it's a wild wild score. I mean, we were the <laughs> the second best team in both the FIFA ranking and the Elo ranking. Yes, not by a lot, but like yeah, we're the we're the team that is most likely to advance along with England, and. But not odds on. I mean, you'd still take yeah. the field, which is, I think, what Colin was saying. Exactly. Thank well, you. One one team's got to advance, and we were the <laughs> most likely of that of those other three teams. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, it was. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a good tournament. Uh, very young team. You know, we hadn't been in, like most of these guys had never played in a World Cup. It was a it was a tricky group. I don't know if I'd say it was a tough group. Uh, like I would much rather have this group than a group where you have like one kind of pushover team and two really strong teams. You know, I would take this group over like the group Costa Rica was in any day. I mean, there's no pushovers in that group, but like, whatever. I think this was a group that you saw and you're like, yeah, there's a very clear path for us to get yeah. out of this. And we did that. And um, we looked, we looked okay. As I said, last pod, like no style points. Um, and then today we, I just can't believe you're not giving style points. Like what was the games or like, past usa like experiences that made you think we had potential for style points at a world cup i mean i'm not i'm or, not grading this on a usa curve i'm just i'm just grading this on like <laughs> okay this is right. this is how fair. i feel like fair you know we we fair. come out and like the the two you know we we had a, a solid game versus england but like for me like oh zero zero tie against england just i don't know doesn't really get the blood going uh, and oh, then that's the difference between you and me, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> like a, there's there's a lot of differences Ooh. between you and me, but we'll, we'll stop there. Uh, <laughs> but you know, th- three goals in four games is like, bleh, uh, getting, getting, you know, really played off the field today. I think, you know, if, if we go out really fighting, it, it leaves a different taste in your mouth. So for me, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a tournament to build on, um, but also, I think we, you know, we look back on this, and I, I, I don't know. I, if we, if we win the World Cup in twenty twenty six, then you know maybe this gets revised. But like just now, on the face of it, I, I'm just like, yeah, this was this was a good tournament, and and nothing more. Colin, 
Full tournament. Greg Burhalter grade. Yeah, pretty similar. Maybe maybe an eight. Um, I think that you know he did some things that uh, came off. So like Reem playing, I think was a big one. Like a lot, I think I know Dan. You were behind him on that or behind that choice. Um, I didn't think he should play against England. He played well against England, uh, but I think a lot of people would have questioned that. Certainly, a lot, you questioned the fact that Reem wasn't in the, you know, pre camps leading and up stuff yeah. like that. It didn't matter. Reem was great, and there weren't really issues there, right? Um, so, so that worked. Um, you could have imagined other managers not playing Wea, who was who was pretty damn good, pretty influential. Um, you could have imagined managers like basically overthinking a lot of shit, um, tinkering with Pulisic, playing Pulisic in the middle, like fucking Klinsman would have played somebody out of position. He didn't play people out of position. He didn't play, do anything stupid. He played the guys where they should be and got the results we should get. I don't think he was the reason you know, anything great happened or there were any master strokes there, but, um, you know, he didn't bring Zach Steffen and start Zach Steffen at goal uh, in goal one game or like do something way overthinking it. So I think you actually have to give him credit for that. 8.5. Is that what you ended up as something the eight, same? Eight. eight, eight Palmer. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd give him a little, lo- a little lower than that. Probably seven, 7.5. Um, I agree with everything that Colin said. Um, it felt as though he just, I think it felt like his goal was to get out of the group. And the disappointing thing about all of this is like, when we look back on this, everyone is like, oh, the future is so bright. Um, you know, we are, this is a young team. We got great talent on this team. And I feel like it's just things that we've heard before. Um, and if the issue is, is like, if we have the talent now, then let's do something with it now. And it felt like we, I mean, I know that we talk about depth, right? But we have the talent on the pitch. Um, the Gio Reyna absolute circus was uh, yeah, not ideal. poorly managed, I think. Uh, on Greg's part um, and probably, you know, could have been handled better. Uh, Gio should have been on the field more if, if he was fit. He's our best player. It's crazy that he only played like 55 minutes in this tournament. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, we, we get out of the group um, for a team that didn't make the last World Cup. Um, when Greg was hired, I think we all said the goal is to make the World Cup. We did that. And then we moved the goalpost a little bit and said the goal is to get out of this group because you can get out of this group. And he did that. He did that. And so, yeah, a passing grade, 7.5. I got I to gotta say, I don't really buy this, like, he was just trying to get out of the group mentality, like, thing. Like, everyone's trying to do that, first of all. Yeah. But and we should be trying to do that. We're the second, you know, best team in the group. Blah blah blah. Like we're going to be in this close battle to get out. But also, you know, the first the game against Wales, 
we're one Walker Zimmerman individual mistake, something Greg Berhalter can't do shit about from winning that game, right? And then the England game, we're more attacking. We're not playing like a team that just wants to hold on for a draw to get out of the group. We're playing to win that fucking game. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, if you're playing to just get out of the group, you're just trying to get a point there. We did not play to just get a point, right? Until, uh, maybe until, like, very, very, okay. very late. Yeah, that's game, fair. Right? right, right. So we didn't play like that. I mean, yes, that's how it ended in when we are playing around. Like, yes, at that point, we are just trying to get out of the group. But that, that wasn't our MO, like, with the first I, games. I, I think the lack of squad rotation, though, to me, is an indication that he's not thinking – beyond the single game and, I, and maybe I, i'm taking that as a plus that's like to me that's that's it, not him not fucking up and like if he had put Callan acosta in and we had lost versus england or we had or whatever whenever he had done that and p- taken out musa and put in or taking out fucking tyler adams and been like oh yeah i'm gonna sc- squad rotate and we had had a bad result we would have eviscerated him right I mean, and I wait, think that would be all well, thinking. Well, but then well, why is well, he choosing Kellen Acosta? No, because Kellen Acosta can come in. And, who and else do we have? His, yeah. I, I know. Exactly, yeah. and, and who I, I else do we you, have? And because of exactly what Kellen Acosta you did. Can, you can say, yes, like, if, if this history. had happened and we'd lost, we would have eviscerated him. But if we'd put in, you know, Aronson to start one of those games instead of Musa and we hadn't lost and then Musa's fresh, we would have been like, wow, genius. Or if he'd played Rainamore. So, like, I mean, well, obviously, we'll never know what would have happened if he'd done something else. We can only judge him on what happened, which was he got out of the group. Good job. Everyone is gassed. Bad job. <laughs> I, I do think. But, I mean, if you look That's at his so record, true. even I agree. Even beyond this World Cup, I mean, this World Cup round of 16, that is like a very reasonable and good result for us. That's not an embarrassment at all. Uh, exactly what my dad said. Not an embarrassment. It's it is like any any year you say what's a nice World Cup for the United States round of sixteen like okay so he did that he won the what Gold Cup last summer Nations League last summer like he's he's executed in the places where there's hardware on the line or where there's tournaments or where there's like meaningful competitive matches and I think we've really been upset with him with everything else. <laughs> but I feel like actually I'm like I have to acknowledge that though that's exactly the time he should be doing dumb shit like exactly when he should be calling in guys like Colin your whole thing with Reem has been like he knew what he had he didn't need to call him in for a year because he knew he was always there okay can, can I talk I'm not about sure that? I believe you but 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 my point is in the end, actually, I think I have to give Burhalter more credit than I've given him over the last four years because when it comes down to it, he's got a squad that performs in the tournaments, and that's his job. I, I agree with that, Dan. I this idea that he keeps come that Burhalter keeps coming back to of like, oh, I didn't call these guys in because I knew how good they were is complete bullshit. Because <laughs> teams practice, all teams practice, so they know what they're doing. And this idea that, oh, yeah, I know how good this guy is practice. and I can just drop him in. Yeah, we're talking about practice, Ryan. <laughs> we're talking about practice, Alan. Yes. And it's just, so, it just really, really upsets me. It's just such a bullshit cop out answer. And maybe the reason why our forwards don't know what they're doing is because they don't actually play in this team ever. 
or no, nah, I mean, I mean, I just think it just you can't have it both ways, man. Like we would when uh, in previous manager managers, uh, Clinzy in particular, when he would call in old ass dudes who we thought were not going to start in real games, Wando, Beckerman, uh, whoever else, MLS guys, I can't remember. Right. Will Trap. I don't know. Guys who we were like, this guy has no place. Right. He's fifth. Why? And he's old. Why are we calling him in and not, you know, at the time, the guys who are actually on this roster? Uh, we were we were so pissed. But and that would have been the case for Tim Ream at center back, because at the time, you know, we had a healthy Chris Richards, a healthy Miles Robinson. Like when Tim Ream would have come into the camp, he would have been the fifth choice guy. That was not uh, the t- that was not the case in September when he didn't call him in. All right. So you're right. He, maybe in September he should have called him in. But over the four years, you know, that Dan is talking about, like, I I think he's right to not have called Tim Riemann that much and instead called Mark McKenzie and whoever else he decided at the end of the day was not good enough to start in this World Cup. He was right. Tim Ream was a better, a better shout than Mark McKenzie would have been. And he got it right in the end, it seems like, right? Like, yeah, in the end, he can do whatever he wants with all the friendlies. If he gets it right when it matters, that's that's the point. And so Michael say they could have practiced more together, which is so true, of course. But <laughs> I have then, uh, are we hashtag Burhalter out or? Yeah, this is where I wanted to go. I think my my the way that I envisioned this conversation going was that we'd give podcast or we'd give podcast <laughs> we'd give Burhalter really good ratings, but then, then okay, so do we want him for another cycle, Mike? I mean, maybe it's obvious what Mike wants. Maybe that's the least interesting person to throw this question <laughs> I mean, to. I think it's all about who can who can you get, right? I don't want to just fire him for the sake of firing. He's proved he's a competent coach. I'm also not a believer that we need to sign him for another four years right away. I don't know when his contract ends. I'd really love us to play in the Copa America, whenever the next Copa America is, to get another real big tournament under our belts before the next world cup and just continue to judge him uh, and, and go from there. I mean, I I'd say, yes, he's, he's definitely been impressive in tournaments and yet there's this lingering doubt about tactics and roster construction that I, I just feel like if we are going to get to the next level and we're hosting a world cup in four years, all these guys are in their prime. I'm not sure if he's good enough to to help us get there we may be able to get there despite him so for me it's yeah it's it's who's who can we bring in instead and if the answer is no one better then then keep going with him and keep evaluating him and if he doesn't do well then then we bring in somebody else that's i mean that's my my worry about this next cycle is that um we don't have a ton of competitive games, right? Like we don't have to qualify for the World Cup. We're hosting, so we're, you know, uh, we're in. Um, we're gonna take that Concacaf Nations League shit real serious. I, but then we have to ask those other nations leagues to to do the same. <laughs> do the right? same. Right. Got a big so game like, in March at Granada. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we need to get meaningful games against big teams and be in some big competitions. So uh, that is my worry is that um, 
if if we decide to keep Greg, uh, we got to get games. We have to get games where we can kind of like Mike saying evaluate him. But then, but that's the same for anybody, right? Like if we decide to hire, right. That's what I was going to say. Jose Mourinho, we have to get games. <laughs> would go. you, Let's Palmer? Go. Would you prefer Jose Mourinho? <laughs> no, I, I want. Right. I, I like the mentals of all my uh, my players right now. I don't need them ruined. <laughs> I I just think that's a that's a pro Greg Berhalter thing. Is like these players seem to really like him as much as we think he's like corny or whatever. Players think seem to think the vibe is like really good, and like for me, the continuity of that is is good, right? Like uh, sometimes you think a manager might like a Mourinho have a shelf date because he he wears on guys or whatever. It doesn't seem like that's the case for Berhalter. So I think you can only benefit from having the continuity of the same system or whatever for years and years. There was, there was a camera shot after the final whistle of Berhalter and Tim Weah hugging and Weah was crying over Berhalter's shoulder and the camera like panned around to get Berhalter's face. And I was like, Oh, this is a really nice moment. But like, I bet Berhalter is just like, saying a bunch of like self-improvement coach speak into way as year right now. And this is like, it's it just, you know, that's, that's exactly what bro. And it panned around and Berhalter's not saying anything. They're just hugging. And like, it was a really, really tender moment where I was like, Oh, this dude, like it's kind of special. Probably what he's got going on emotionally or like personally with these players. Uh, and if he gets canned, it might take a little while for these guys to get on board with anyone else. And we have four years where there's nothing going on. So maybe that's fine. But like, I think I'm, ag- I'm agreeing basically with what you guys are saying. Like, are you Berhalter in? No, I, I actually am not. Cause I think he's done a great job and he's put the squad together and he's, he's given them a tactical, like a very solid footing. Like they know what they can do, but I, I just don't think that he can probably push it on from here and do anything with it. And I also wonder, and this is something I wanted to ask, is like, these guys have proven they're super young. It's going to be the same core plus whatever else comes up in the next four years. Super young, super talented. Uh, Don't you think we could entice some, like, legitimately world-class manager to come and take us over for a home World Cup? Like, would Van Hall not want to... I'm thinking of Yeah, I... I know, call it Bielsa. Uh, Bielsa, I don't, <laughs> but I think he, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it is, right? But like, it actually might be really enticing for like, who do we have better than Burhalter? They might be lining up. Like, it, yeah. it's legitimately possible to me. That depends what the paycheck is. Messi's coming to MLS. Jose Mourinho is going to be managing the men's national team. We're hosting the World Cup. All things coming up. All things coming up U.S. right now. Tyler Adams, player coach, baby. <laughs> Honestly, if, if we keep Burhalter, because the, the vibes are clearly good. Uh, if we do keep Burhalter, though, like, I feel like we need a, a tactical guy to come in. I, you know, I, I feel like you hear about, like, Sir Alex Ferguson not being the tactics guy. He was just the, the guy to... He was the manager, the, not the coach. Exactly, right. And and that, that I mean, can work, I think. But you, I, Mike, you have they hired have... they hired a set piece coach. That's it. Yeah, I, it didn't, can that we, didn't work, can that we didn't agree that that guy's so well. getting canned at least? <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah. 
His his cousin probably works for the U.S. Federation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his brother. Maybe his brother. Uh, God. All right. Uh, we're pretty long already. I had a few other questions, but we've got four years to talk about them, so uh, I don't think we've got to do it. We're out. A, a good World Cup in the end. They gave us some moments. They gave us some joy, and maybe today they didn't disappoint us. The way it played out I, wasn't soul crushing. I, I just want to put a note out to the podcast haters because you're out there. Yeah, <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't going nowhere, baby. <laughs> our, we've our, only become we've definitely become stronger over the last 70 minutes of this podcast or whatever so we're on episode 293 we're going to 2093 let's go Whoa. let's go we're gonna be so old oh my god that i mean it could be so once old. we retire yeah. though we're just doing daily podcast it could be like, <laughs> like by the time that, we get yeah. to like 20 what will that be like 2070 maybe or something just every day a podcast of just us talking about the weather. God, it <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> just, just about raking. Just, just lawn care. <laughs> listen, That's... I would listen to that. I need some advice. Four, four season, the four season lawn care podcast. <laughs> or the, the click and clack of raking and shoveling oh and mowing. We could probably get better sponsors, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Heineken's the best there is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, cheer for chaos. Right. Come on, Senegal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, I'm, Cliff. I'm oh, sorry, Dan. Kind of ex- don't, do not thank Cliff yet. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to podcasting after each of these rounds now as a neutral, just being like, you know. Hey, oh, the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Like Soccer. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's the World Cup, baby. All right. All right. Now you can thank Cliff. I'm done. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye, guys. game let's talk about your feelings oh i got some things we can talk about love a tooch love a tooch what does it all mean hashtag most of the pod i didn't realize we had a run order it's possible that at some point a five-year-old child will come through this door uh winnie the pooh style and need some help with bathroom (laughs) issues so just let me know when that happens no problem got the headphones on so he might sneak up on me it's possible and he likes oh, being sneaky if he sneaks too, up too. on you i will not say a damn thing he <laughs> he likes trying to sneak out of his room too and he yells boo really loud so it's possible he's gonna scare the shit I, out of me me and, i love that me and, mike mike uh lives and dies by uh no snitching so it's <laughs>
I didn't realize we had a run order. <laughs>